Welcome back to another episode of the Hoffcast, as introduced by my two-year-old Neil Henry. Uh, this is episode 23, going to be posted November 8th, 2018. Episode number 23, the Michael Jordan of podcast episodes. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be the best, right? This is going to be uh, the best episode of all time. No reason to go past this. No reason to even try. Everything else is going to fall short. This is going to be the greatest, right? Uh, do you remember Michael Jordan? Are you too young to uh, have seen him play? I got to see him play live. He's. I've only been to, let's see, I've been to maybe four or five professional basketball games in my life, and one was to see Michael Jordan square off against Reggie Miller, both, <laughs> both way past their primes. 2002, 2003, something like that. Jordan was with the Wizards, just a shell of himself, uh, but it was still cool. And he and Reggie both scored over 30, so you can't, you can't beat that. And it was funny because uh, uh, my college buddy Che and I we decided kind of last minute. This is this is like early. The internet was just becoming useful. And so I think we found out that they're playing and it's probably one of his last games of his career. Both of them, Reggie and Michael. Uh, I was a huge Reggie Miller fan growing up. I loved his scrappiness because I was a tiny dude growing up. Uh, and so we kind of decided last minute we were down in college in Bloomington, about an hour away from Indianapolis. and We both kind of decided last minute that we we're going to go up and try and get a scalper ticket. And which is something also that I had never done at that point in my life. And I had like 20 bucks to my name. I think uh, I may have been eh, I may have been an RA at the time, a resident assistant for those of you not in the lingo where I watched after all the freshman kiddos coming in uh, help pay for that out of state tuition. And uh, they paid for my room and board and they gave me one hundred and fifteen dollars a month uh, to work to work that job so i was i was rolling in that dough 115 bucks a month look out that's more than three dollars a day big hoffa coming through i can afford fries but <laughs> i'm gonna go to uh this uh pacer wizard game and uh i don't know if you guys can hear my kids are screaming in the background um all good all good screams positive screams happy screams <laughs> uh we are uh so my buddy and i were like hey we should go watch this game go up there worst case scenario we don't get tickets you know we've blown a two-hour round trip drive who cares so we jump into my uh ford contour and and we're going and i i feel like there was something on the window or something so i had to unroll i had to unroll the uh the passenger side window to get it down and uh, and then it wouldn't come back up. Like, for whatever reason, the mechanism, we could hear it click, but it wasn't coming back up. And, like, right as we were leaving, it started to rain, like a torrential downpour. <laughs> and my buddy Che is just looking at me from the passenger seat as we're starting to get on the highway with the window down, rain pouring in. We don't have tickets to this game. Now, all of a sudden, now the stakes are up a little bit. Now it's not just a two-hour round trip 
that's lost on us. Now all of a sudden it's two hour round trip and he's soaking and I have to just drive and pretend like he's not just staring daggers into the side of my head. And so we fiddle with it. And after about like three minutes, it goes back up. So, you know, barely wet. Uh, Oh, that didn't sound like a happy scream. Hold on one second. I'm going to, okay, we're back. Crisis averted. I think he, uh, the uh, Neil Henry, the my intro man, my hype man, uh, headbutted uh, a toy owl. So he's screaming, but it looks like I mean that the toy owls. I mean between you and me, the toy owls made out of uh, it's like a stuffed animal with a couple of, like little hard buttons on it. But come on, <laughs> gotta not scream like your head's been chopped off. Although those people wouldn't scream, so I guess that doesn't really make sense, Dad doesn't really make sense uh maybe just get back to the podcast oh yeah telling that michael jordan story uh and it's just as much a reggie miller story although that'll be uh for episode 31 for those of you in the know number 31 reggie for three boom baby (laughs) my uh my middle school english teacher played that one day I, i don't know maybe the game had just happened or something and he had a recording of the announcer saying reggie for three Boom, baby! Every time Reggie would hit a three-pointer, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why he played that for us. It didn't seem relevant to English class, uh, but he was playing that one day. Shout out to Greg Mays, Mister Mays, biggest teacher that I had all growing up. Just a big dude, just and a really nice guy, smart guy. But I mean, he would tear your head off if you stepped out of li- like. <laughs> now we're getting we're getting sidetracked but i think this is worth it and and i was in his class and uh he was like the basketball coach he was the football coach he's a big dude he's probably realistically he's probably 6'3 250 and uh an athlete growing up and he taught all those and i remember one day in his english class you know the class was a little talkative a little talkative which happens in junior high all right we're hitting puberty well not me i hit it like when I was 17, <laughs> but other people I'm sure were having hormonal imbalances and, uh, I just like to talk and, uh, he lost his mind one day. We were all talking and he's like, that's it. You know what? And he, he had one of these, like when he got intense, just spit would come out of his mouth. And so if you were in range, you were just getting soaked. And he's like, that's it. That's it. You know what? We're not doing this. We're all coming here after, after school. You guys can all learn the lesson after school. Judas Priest. He loved to yell, Judas Priest, <laughs> Judas Priest, and uh, and we're all just like hunkered down, just like Dad just yelled at us, and we all just are like kind of putting our heads down, and we're like looking at each other like, oh no, we just pissed off Mr. Mays, and everybody's quiet for like five minutes. Nobody says anything. For like five minutes, we're just silent in there, and everybody's kind of looking around the room, and all of a sudden, curly-haired... Kim Freed stands up, clears her throat, like, <laughs> yeah, just, <clears throat> so, oh, God, I can still see it. She stands up, stands up, presents herself to the, to the jury, just, <clears throat> Mr. Mace, on behalf of the class, I am sorry, and I just, it was so funny to me. And I'd like slam my hand down on the table and I just go, Kim, 
ah, I just started to laugh my ass off at how ridiculously pompous and proper that was. And I got along with Kim, but it was the funniest thing after five minutes of dead silence and everybody's tail tucked between her legs for her to just stand up and act like she's an 87-year-old queen and uh, just to just finger up eating tea and crumpets, just like, excuse me, the, my peasants. And, uh, and this pissed him off. Me laughing pissed him off so he just stood up just both hands on the desk like like insane rage and he just goes off go somewhere where they'll let you be and i was like Dah! and i just grabbed my backpack and sprinted out of there and he didn't he didn't send me to the office he didn't send me to the library he didn't send me anywhere he just said, go somewhere where they'll let you be. So I just was wandering the hallways for like 20 minutes. Just And we had one of those old school, oh, I loved my junior high. It was like, it was a square, but you could walk three-fourths of the way around the building and go up three flights of stairs. Like you couldn't get, you couldn't make a complete circle like a track, but you get three-fourths of the way. Like you could make an L shape. I guess that's only halfway. I'm an idiot. But it was the perfect, like, quintessential, like, John Hughes movie, Junior High. And they've since moved out of there and built a new one. It's a disgrace. Uh, and, God, I'm really getting off topic here. Um, and I'm just wandering for, like, 20 minutes. Finally, I kind of just like, well, I don't know. I mean, class is almost done. So I, I kind of go back to the classroom, but I, I don't go near the door. And I just sit down outside, and, and teachers are walking past, uh, and just like what what are you doing out here? I'm like, uh, Mr. Mays told me to <laughs> to uh, uh for survival to leave his class and they just all start laughing. Nobody does anything else. Nobody says, "Hey, well, uh, get your ass down to the principal's office or uh maybe you shouldn't have done that." Just just laugh like, "Oh, they knew me. They knew him. They knew that was <laughs> oil and water." So, uh yeah, I just sat out there and uh and at the end of the class people came out they're like what the hell was that i was like yeah i know and uh and then we had to come back i'm pretty sure we had to come back after school and we sat in there for five minutes and he was like well i don't want to be here either and so he's just like get out of here but don't do that again so uh that's that story back now getting back i don't even know why i got off on that tangent this is the problem with add go off on a tangent i, I know where i'm supposed to go i'm going back to the michael jordan uh uh michael jordan reggie miller story so the the we get the window up so now we're not faced with rain anymore but like we get to indianapolis this is before gps so i've got like a printed out map of how to get there how to get to the stadium and find parking go in there uh scalp tickets easier than i've ever thought possible i mean it was kind of ridiculous uh we both had a little bit of cash and um and granted, like maybe we overpaid. I think I feel like we ended up paying fifty bucks a ticket for like mediocre seats, and and maybe maybe that was crazy overpaying. But like you know, after driving an hour and not getting caught in the rain, we were kind of like, you know what, fifty bucks to see Michael Jordan, let's do that. And so 
We went in there, got to see a heck of a game, had a little cash left over for nachos. Stadium nachos are the best. I don't know why you can't get stadium cheese anywhere else. Like, if you could get stadium cheese at the grocery store, I would buy it one time. One time our local store had it, and I bought it, but it was like a little pack, and it lasted, I think, the day. And Sarah's like, really? You're just eating straight-up cheese in here? Like, no, no, I had the chips, but I was eating stadium nachos. Throw a little bit of jalapenos on there. Oh, that was a great day, and then it was just like a promotion, and they never had them again at this grocery store. A stadium cheese beats the hell out of any other kind of cheese that you ever get. Gas station cheese is really no good, and it's killing people up north, apparently. Two guys died of, I don't know, dysentery or something from eating it. Um, uh, so we we got, we, we I don't think we could drink at the time. We weren't old enough, but we got like a Pepsi and uh, big shout out to Pepsi in their latest commercial. Uh, <laughs> we uh, uh, got a Pepsi and some nachos. Watched watched three fourths of the game. A great game. Jordan and Miller are both playing like like their old selves. Not quite as many dunks, but still hitting fadeaways, things like that. And then fourth quarter, uh, people started to leave, even though it was a close game. And we're like, what the heck? So we just sneaked down, and so we watched almost the whole fourth quarter from like the 10th row and you get down there you can kind of now all of a sudden you can see oh he's got a few whiskers or or uh god he's re he's tall that's a tall person like on you you look down on the court you know they're all the same height you kind of lose perspective and then you kind of get closer to him you're like oh no this dude post me up uh (laughs) no wonder he plays basketball uh, so that was awesome. They both scored over 30 points. Uh, I'll bet you if I look back at the stats, I could find the exact game, uh, where they played. It was just, it was just a hell of a time. And, uh, and we left feeling like Kings, like we did it. You know, this is, I mean, it was an adventure and, uh, you don't have that anymore. Cause now it's all planned out. You get your tickets ahead of time. You're on StubHub. You know where you're sitting. You got to pick your seat. This was completely crapshoot. We were dealing with somebody outside the stadium. We, for all we knew, tickets were fake and we were going to go up there and they're going to be like, what the hell is this little stub that you just gave me? That's no good. And then we just drive back and our window would get caught down again. We'd be out in the rain. Uh, but that was a that was a fun time. I never regret doing that. And that's something that's something my wife Sarah always says. Like uh, whenever whenever you're thinking, oh, do I want to do this or should I, should I just sit at home? She's like, well, what are you gonna remember? You gonna remember that day you sat at home and just watched Netflix for the nine thousandth time? Or are you gonna remember, even though you were tired and even though you spent a little money, are you gonna enjoy, Are you gonna remember that thing that you did? And I, I mean, dang, that was. That was forever ago, and it's still. I'm so glad we did that, uh, <laughs> and I'm so glad that the window uh, rolled up so that uh, <laughs> Che didn't look at me like I was an asshole the entire way. Um, <clears throat> what else is happening? Oh, we had election Wednesday. Uh, I'm a little hesitant to talk to you guys about this because um, because I did not vote. And I know that's not the popular thing to say. I know you guys are like, Hoff, come on, seriously? It's your civic duty. You got to get out there and vote. If you don't vote, you can't complain. If you don't vote, you can't complain. Well, watch me. (laughs) Watch me, okay? This country was founded on complainers. All right? Taxation without representation. We've been doing it since the beginning. All right, we're just a bunch of whiners, and I'm going to continue to whine. And I, I, here's the thing. I don't like the system. That's the problem. That's the reason I'm not voting. 
okay? It's not that I don't care about our country. It's not that. And and granted, I, I would have liked to have gone in and voted on the props, but I just didn't have time. I, I'm, I'm in the trenches over here. I got three kids. I'm trying to trying to maintain a career, trying to write wiener jokes for you guys to enjoy, trying to record podcasts. But you, you got so many propositions. You got to study like crazy. There's something like 20 props and you got to study. You can't just read the prop and read one side. You got to read both sides. Then you got to read the economic uh, benefits and consequences to each one. It's a ridiculous task that I don't think any of us really should be doing. Really, we should all have just independent councils of like think tanks of like 10 smart people that are all independents and have them go figure it out. And then uh, other people just posting on like, we need a blue wave. We need a red wave. And and they're just like, just vote Republican. Just vote Democrat. Doesn't matter who it is. It's like, well, then you're stupid. Then that's just a dumb, ignorant way to vote. And you're basically no better than me. When you go in and when you go in and you vote all one sided, then you're basically not voting. That's that's my opinion. You're not you're not doing the due diligence. You're not going in there. You're taking one little thing and you're and you're extrapolating that across the whole board. You don't know who those people are. You don't know what they stand for, who they really are. Like it's ridiculous that it's ridiculous that we only have two parties and then a handful of independent that they were showing they were showing the blue and the red sides of the Senate and the blue and the red sides of the House. And you like, and and that's all it was filling up to be. That it should not just be blue and red. It should be just like a rainbow colored. And that's not. And then that's not. Uh, you know, some comment on uh, LGBT. That's that's just saying. It should be so many different people with so many different mindsets. There should not be this two party system is ridiculous. And I know you guys know that. I know you know that, and you feel it. But some people get so entrenched in their side, they're like, no, we need this. It's like, no, those people do not share all your values, okay? You need to find the person that encompasses exactly what you believe and isn't just going to toe the party line and collect a check. That The system is ridiculous. And like 10 years ago, I got fed up with it. And I was like, you know what? I, I was getting angry. I was getting into arguments with people uh, on both sides. I was getting into arguments with both people on both sides. And I was like, you know what? I'm either going all in on politics or I'm just going all in on comedy. And I was like, well, comedy seems like it's going to be way more fun. Way more fun. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave politics to other people. You guys can argue about them. You guys can talk about them. And I'm just going to, you know, I, I'll stay in as informed as I can, but I'm not going to lose sleep over this, okay? Unless unless something really crazy happens, I'm not going to lose sleep. And right now, you, you guys are slamming your, into your car steering wheel. You're like, something crazy is happening. Have you seen what Donald Trump's doing? Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, and the whole time Obama was in there, the other side was complaining about how crazy it was, and now he's creating a socialist nation. So it's, I don't really care, okay? I don't care. I'm just trying to raise a family, and uh, you know what? I'll worry about it when I've got time. I'll worry about it when I've got time, uh, you know, uh, or if I have a change of heart. But right now, I'm like, you know what? I'm not studied up on it. Why go waste my time? Which is the times I have voted in Los Angeles has been like an hour or two. So it's like, do I really have an hour or two to go stand and then and then my wife an hour or two so she can go cast her vote? She's better about it than I am. But um, 
but I, I just I don't have the time. I don't care. I try and follow it a little bit, but I just like no. You guys can go worry about that. I hope I hope you got something out of it. I hope you felt good about your vote and that you're happy. And everybody that you wanted to win won. And I think the local election, that stuff is important because you guys can know those people. You can be like, that's Bob from down the street. That's how it was in my hometown in Nebraska. You, you knew the people that were running for these things. You knew that guy was a dickhole. And you're like, I'm not voting for that guy for city council. That guy doesn't ever mow his lawn and he... And he yells at my kids as they ride past on their bikes. I'm not not voting for that guy. I'm thinking of one person in specific. <laughs> Maybe you guys are thinking of somebody else. Uh, so I'm just, yeah, I'm against it. I think we got to get rid of... Here, here's my recommendation. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, uh, but I've definitely said it before. Um, I think we need to take the electoral system... And I know this. I know this one wasn't a presidential one, so it doesn't really count. But uh, I think what we need to do for the next presidential election and everyone following that is like California has fifty-five electorate votes, but it's always like sixty forty. It's always like sixty percent Democrat, forty percent Republican. So I think what you need to do is take those fifty-five uh, electorate votes and give sixty percent of them to the Democrats and give 40% of them to the Republicans. That makes your voice heard. That makes you feel like, because I grew up in Nebraska, which was by and large a red state, although they are one of the two states that actually doesn't sort of right where they can split their electorate votes. But I think they you should just split them based on percentage. So it doesn't matter where you live in the state, uh, you 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 know, whatever percentage that you are on, that's the percentage that goes to the electorate. And I think that's the more fair way of doing it. And it helps uh, represent all the people. Because right now I'm like, really? Uh, there are, you know, millions and millions of people voting. Like it's never come down to just one vote uh, at the presidential level. So until that happens, then it's like, well, what am I even wasting my time for? Like it's just, especially in these states. In a swing state, I agree. It's important to be informed and go vote on that if that's important to you. But I'm not going to bully you. I'm not going to bully you into voting. Some people bully. You've got to go vote. Get out and vote. It's like, well, why don't you worry about yourself and I'll worry about myself. Tell me there's an election for sure. But I you got to be under a rock to not know there was an election. So don't so don't get on me about not voting, okay? I'm glad that you guys can do that. I'm glad that's a right. But you know what? It's also my right to to, you know, own own knives and go out and just throw Chinese throwing stars into stumps. But I'm not doing that. I'm not wasting my time with that. So I'm glad I have the right. And one day, maybe again, I'll exercise it. But right now, I do not like the process. And I'm hoping they look at my lack of a vote and they say, ah, that's another person that doesn't like the system. Maybe we need to look at changing it that's what happened in this last election when they were like 40 some percent of people didn't vote in the presidential election and they started talking about reworking the electorate and i know that's a complete overhaul and doing anything in the government is crazy but you know what you might as well do it it's a 300 year old system might as well figure something else out otherwise we're gonna go the way of the dodo that's how that's gonna happen and i know about the dodo because we've got my family's got a year membership to the Natural History Museum right here. Which, by the way, if you come to Los Angeles, the Natural History Museum is pretty cool. But attached to it, right there down by USC, is the Science Center, 
which is free to get into. You don't have to be a member or anything. It's free to go in, and a lot of things suck in there. A lot of them are terrible. Um, But they do have the Endeavor Space Shuttle, which is so cool to go see. Just go in, look at a couple of the exhibits, and then just make a beeline for the na- uh, for the uh, space shuttle, and you get to go through. You get to like see some of the tires and and, and all, all the inner workings of the space shuttle, and then they show you this video of how it was flown to Los Angeles. And you look at you look at the plane, and it's you know it's this tiny shuttle sitting on top of a plane. And they flew it here like that, and then they put it on a truck. But when you see that, you think, oh, the shuttle's not that big. And then you go into the room, and you're like, my God, the shuttle's huge. How big must that plane have been? If you go on Google and look up images of Endeavor Space Shuttle moved to Los Angeles, I bet you could see that video, too, of the plane flying it in. Then they take it off the plane. They put it on this flatbed truck, and they pull it through the city streets of Los Angeles. They're like cutting down trees they're like moving uh street lights and it's like a two-day process to get it to usc which is clear across town and where it sits now if you come to los angeles go to the california science center and go see the endeavor that's worth it but the natural history museum's cool because my kids love dinosaurs and they got all sorts of dinosaur exhibits there um some of which are really cool and some of which i'm gonna call bs I'm going to call BS Natural History Museum. Some of them, you look and they have the little diagram down below the fossils. And it shows you which bones are real and which bones are just like made from cast. And some of these dinosaurs, it's like they have two bones, that like two little rib bones that are real. And then the rest, they have just like formed out of cast. It's like... How the hell do you know that? First of all, that that's a rib bone from that dinosaur. I mean, there are dinosaurs that we know that we don't even know about yet, and you're still calling it a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Why? You found two bones in the dirt, and you're like, ah, I've got a good feeling about this, Roger. This must be a Tyrannosaur rib bone it's the third rib of course it is now we get to put it in a museum and charge people twenty dollars a piece and then we'll just put the rest of the bones up there and people will be impressed and then you look at you're like how the hell did you even surmise that this bone this single bone came from the and it's just crazy like i know they found more skeletons and there are smarter people than me figuring this out but also you're gonna i'm gonna need a little more explanation I'm going to need a little bit more than how you're just just telling us this is how it looked and this is how it lived and this is what it ate and this is what it did. And I'm like, eh, you don't know any of that. That's your best guess. It should be called the Natural History Guessing Museum. The Natural, <laughs> the Guessing History Museum. This is how we think it was. Because uh, you're putting all these things up, and and then we're just going through like brainless dorks, like oh okay that's how it is, that's that's what's going. On. The same things happen, and I got a joke about this right now. The same things happening with space, and they just tell us things. We're just like oh oh okay, okay that sounds right. Uh, I'll take your word for it. And then we just we go about our lives like, and and we feel like we learned something, even though we've learned nothing, because we didn't figure it out for ourselves. And that's that's the. Natural History Museum. It's still cool. My kids still love it. Uh, but I, I walk through and I'm kind of like, I, am I 
giving them like a real education or is this something that in 30 years when they've found a new tool to dig up bones and they like are excavating them like crazy then our kids are gonna be like boy you remember when you showed us the t-rex bones and now we found out that they actually uh were amoebas and and they had no bones and they were just big piles of blobs and that's why they that's why they went extinct oh oh we were there we were there and uh and neil the two-year-old fell he was he was looking at something he fell and he hit his head on like this corner of one of the exhibits and uh instantly like it looked bad and i heard it and uh, (laughs) when kids when kids fall you know how bad it is uh by how soon they cry afterward like if they fall and they're crying instantly you're like they're fine they're fine that's a scratch that's a flesh wound they're okay but if they fall and then it takes them like several seconds to build back up their breath to let you know how much pain they're in then you know it's like it's like the reverse of a storm you remember when you were growing up and they told you like you can tell how far the storm is away by like you see the lightning and you start counting one mississippi two mississippi three and and however then you hear the the crackle of the uh of the thunder and then whatever count you got up to like that's how many miles away the storm is or roughly uh it's like that but in reverse it's like however many seconds you get from when you see the fall uh, before you hear the cry that's how bad you know it is and and this one he got to like five seconds i was like oh like i'd already gotten to him i was clear across the room and i'd already gotten to him before he made a sound and i picked him up and i felt him take that breath that breath where it's like here comes the thunder get ready for everybody in this place to be looking at us get ready for all the judgment of how bad of a parent you are how could you let your child fall into that exhibit you pile of garbage just this horrible scream and you're just like oh shut it i will how can i make this better right now i don't want you to scream um and he i looked at he like right above his left eyebrow he had a dent (laughs) and i think i think that that would still happen to us i think you're your skull is still a little bit malleable. I feel like you could push it in or maybe it's not his actual skull. Maybe it's just the skin and like, and like all the matter around there. And maybe it was swelling up already, but there was a, there was a dent. I put my finger in it and I was like, Uh, maybe, maybe the older one can eat cereal out of it. Uh, it's, I was like, and it's one of those things you're like, do we need, did he just fracture everything? There's the people that work with bones around here. Can I have a bone expert? Check this out. Maybe you can tell me the way it used to be. (laughs) You're like, well, is this the way it, no, it used to be a smooth forehead. And now there's a dent. There's a crater in there and he was crying and he uh, you got a hold of him and he wants you to kiss it and you're kissing it like crazy and it's still not doing any good because he's got a dent in his head and uh, you feel like a horrible parent you're like oh god i'm sitting here and i'm taking him to this museum hoping that this this grows their brains and now i've <laughs> i've concussed him I, i've hindered his learning and oh I'm I'm happy to say it did swell up. Apparently, that's what you're supposed to look for. If there's no swelling, that's bad. That's like then internal bleeding. But there was swelling. He had a goose egg, and uh, now it's gone. 
Now it's gone. One day later, it's gone. He's good. He's good. We're all good. So, uh, yeah, we're living as a happy family. I've got, uh, I've got some shows coming up. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you guys for all your comments. Some of you have been emailing me or sending me messages on Facebook. I really appreciate that. Uh, it's good encouragement to continue to do the podcast. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. I, I read all of those. I can't respond to everybody. Um, I really try. And eventually I do. Eventually I get to you. But it might be a few days later or whatever. Um, but I appreciate that. Tell some other people. Tell your... Tell your loved ones about the podcast. Have them listen to it. You guys can discuss it. You can uh, talk about it at the dinner table. Or uh, next Thanksgiving, you can let them know. You know, we Nick said this. He's an idiot. Didn't vote. What an asshole. We're going to stop listening to his podcast. Don't stop. Don't stop. Give me all your opinions. I love you guys. Uh, they, if you're in the California area, if you're in Big Bear this weekend, I'm at the Big Bear Comedy Festival Friday, Saturday. Should be a good time. Lots of great comics up there. And then on the 24th of this month, I am going to be doing the Edgewater Casino in Laughlin, Nevada with Cable Guy. If you guys are in that area, you want to come out, say hi. And then um, and then in December, I've got shows up in Oregon. I'm two weeks up in Oregon. I'm at, the, uh, at a casino in Lincoln City on uh, December 7th and 8th. And then on, uh, no, 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 that's December 14th and 15th. I'm in Lincoln City, Oregon. And then on the 19th, I'm in Coos Bay, Oregon. The 21st and the 22nd, I'm in Medford uh, at Chadwick's Pub. I, I did that I did that place a couple of years ago. And it was such fun shows. They just pack them out. They sell out those shows. Uh, so if you guys are in Oregon, lots of chances to see me. I might be adding a few gigs there. Uh, depending on what I can arrange. Um, but thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, go on iTunes and rate the podcast, make a comment. That You guys might think that doesn't help. That's that's how iTunes, that's how their algorithm works and how they organize and how they rank podcasts. So the more people listen to this uh, based on uh, the more comments and, and reviews and ratings that we get. So go on there, give it a five-star rating. Tell your friends and family. Come see me live. Like I said before, my album, my latest album, uh, Nick Hoff Baby Daddy, is available to stream on Spotify. You can purchase it on iTunes. You can buy it on my website, nickhoff.com. I've got my DVD on there, too. If you get them on there, I'll sign it for you. Otherwise, you can just stream them for free on Spotify. And continue to listen, and I'll continue to put these out. All right, you guys? Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.